Hi, and welcome to the podcast ministry of New Life Church in Springfield, Ohio. We hope that the transformative truths of God's Word impact, challenge, and bless you. So, here's the tricky part, because um, God's will for you is good. The Master's will for you is good. Um, however, I got a saying, and this is, it sounds like it was a grandma, it was actually me, um, Good medicine tastes bad. Good medicine tastes bad. And bad medicine tastes good. Now, what do I mean by that? Uh, when I was having my, my, my tonsil surgery, I was getting very nauseated. You know, I was having to swallow a lot of blood. I was so sick. It was miserable. I hated life. Everything was awful. And then, thank God, he brought me through. Um, however, whenever I was taking some medicine, I had to because I was getting so nauseated. I was going to throw up and, you know, tear, you know, all the, uh, everything up. It was a, not a good deal. I'll show you pictures afterward if you're not planning on If you're fasting for lunch, then that would be good. But uh, it was horrible. And so I'm taking, what, Zofran? Probably. Um, whatever. Yeah. Correct me later. Fact checkers. New life fact checkers will get me. Zofran? Yes. Okay. All right, I was taking the Zofran, and then all of a sudden, one got caught, like, right here. I kind of burned a little bit, but that wasn't really the point. The point was it dissolved right there. <laughs> that is disgusting stuff chewed up and then dissolved, and then you're all right. It was sitting on my taste buds like a jerk, just right there, <laughs> dissolving piece by piece, and then, uh, and it's supposed to be making me less sick. And finally, when I got it down, took a little sip of water, oh, I felt so much better. Azofran is nasty, but it works. You know what soothes your throat and might work for like 45 seconds? Like a good hauls or like, you know, what's, what's you know, the, the, the cough drops. Those are great for about 10 seconds. They taste really good, too. I, I, you know, I'll eat those just for fun. However, that don't do no good. Not really. Uh, when it comes right down to it, it might feel kind of good for a second. You know, it might, like, soothe your throat. It might cause you to stop coughing for a second. But if you think a Halls or, you know, what was the other one, the Ricola? Um, yeah, you think Ricola is going to fight what's wrong inside your body? You're wrong. It might make you feel a little better. It might taste a little better. You might stop coughing for a couple minutes. But if you're looking for something to actually combat serious sickness in your body, uh, you're looking at the wrong package. You need something that tastes terrible. That's how it is. That's how it works. You need something nasty. You know, you, you take, you take you, if, you're, if you're horribly sick and you take a, you, you, you're like in the, in the shape that I was, I was not worried about what tasted good. I was worried about what would, could calm the problems in my body. I was worried about what could control my pain. I was worried about what could fight the infection, what could actually help me to recover and not die. That's what I cared about. And I don't care if that tastes good or not. Some of y'all need to take, a, to take a note about your preaching that you like to listen to because whenever I'm listening to preaching, I like a good example. I like somebody who's smooth and quaffed and whatever. That's fine. But when it comes right down to it, I need somebody um, that maybe going down, it's not so smooth. Maybe it didn't taste real good. Ooh, maybe you stepped on my toes and you were preaching the word and it was true. But it, but it was inconvenient for me and my lifestyle. I don't like that. But I need that. Ear-tickling preaching, it may, it may go down smooth. It may be good. But in the end, it will wear off and it will do you no good. You'll still be broken. You'll still be lost. You'll still be hurting. You'll still be sinning. 
And the effects in your body, your spiritual body, will continue to go on and on and on. You need, sometimes if you really, it's good to have, you know, somebody do a good job preaching. Amen. Come tonight if you want a good job preaching. Uh, Your brother Parker's going to do a fantastic job. Wonderful message. You know, it's good to have good preaching. But in the end, why it's going to be good preaching is because it'll be rooted in the word and it might not always taste good. I might say something crazy uh, like, 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 y'all need to pray. Y'all need to fast. Y'all need to seek God. Uh, we need to turn from, from, from some of the worldly entertainment that's full of sin and wickedness and turn it off. We good? I still on? Yeah, I bet. I bet I am. Sometimes, pretty much all the time, Brother Steve, good medicine can taste bad. And bad medicine can taste good. I tell you what, we need to rightly divide that. Whenever the man of God, whenever the word of God is challenging us and we don't like what we hear, um, there are abusers and we need to root them out and call them for what they are. There are abusers, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but i got to build a real good, solid, biblical framework first. Not always will it feel like it's for your good when God's word is declared. It will not feel good always. It won't. Honestly, if you're never convicted or pricked in your conscience by the word of God and the preaching, then either you're perfect or you're in the wrong church. You know, I talked to someone uh, not too long ago, and, uh, and you know, that, that somebody was coming against them, treating them wrong, acting bad, um, you know, making their life miserable in the situation. And, and here's what I said. Um, they are mad at God, and they're swinging at God, And they're hitting whatever just happens to be closest to them. Closest to God. And that happens to be you. They're swinging at God. And since they can't hit him, they're hitting whatever's closest to him. Because you're walking in the embodiment of his truth and his light. I'm telling you. You, you, some of you, maybe that, that light's going off in your head right now. You're like, okay, that, that, that level of persecution that I am facing makes a little bit of sense now. Because uh, the world hates God, but they can't do much to him. So they'll take the next best thing which is somebody with him in their heart, someone who's living out his law and his word. Amen? So I want to I continue our message here today. This is where we really want to bring it home. Um, something in this situation, you're like, has he totally forgot about his text? I'm like, we haven't been talking about Esther. Yes. In this situation, um, this is a hurtful and difficult thing for Mordecai to read and find out um, that not only is he, you know, it, you know, are they not being blessed and treated fairly, but they are going to annihilate everybody. They're going to kill us all. They're coming after us. They're, they're you know, the, the, it's open season on Jews throughout the whole kingdom, and we're not allowed to do anything to protect ourselves or anything. We're not even allowed to have weapons in in the city. Uh, we, they're, they're allowed to just murder every man, woman, and child and steal all of our stuff. Why? Why? Why in the world could that happen? See, he's been a very good and loyal servant. See, Mordecai, and he, here, I'm talking to some people, um, you have done your best to serve God. You've been loyal. You, you, you've tried to, to, to function and, and be who you're called to be. You read your Bible, pray every day, and grow, grow, grow. You've been trying to do these things. You've been trying to be who you're supposed to be and serve God. And, and now something, you know, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, Mordecai, there was, uh, there was two guards who were going to be the assassins. And so they're talking Bigthan and Teresh, um, these two uh, guards. And it's at a high-level position. So they're talking. They're chatting a little bit about, uh, you know, 
they're sick of Ahasuerus. They want to put their own puppet guy on the throne. They want to do this. And so like, all right, well, so we're going to wait until such and such a time, and now I'm going to kill him. I'm going to assassinate him, and then we'll put our own guy you know, forward. It's going to be great. Mordecai um, is back here snooping, you know. I don't know what he's doing, but he's, he's you know, awkwardly just kind of you know, walking back and forth. You know, I was trimming a hedge in case you, you knew what I was doing. Yeah, um, yeah. He's just, you know, whatever he's doing, he's taking a note or just you know, tying his shoe. Um, he hears about this plot against the king, and so he goes through, like, secret channels. He goes, you know, to, uh, to his niece, and he says, you know, they're going to kill the king. And so um, the, the, the plot gets rooted out. And so Mordecai is sitting back. He has not been openly rewarded whatsoever. He's just sitting back, and he watches. And then those two guys, you know, get their heads chopped off because, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the plot is foiled. And it has not worked, and the assassination attempt does not go forward. And so now he's sitting back, and here's where we pick up the story. It's been a long day for Mordecai. You know, he's at the king's gate. Trimming head, I don't know, you know, doing whatever he does. There he's working. He's at a high-level position. So he just comes back. I don't know how you guys come back from work after, you know, it's just been a long day, you know, plenty, of, plenty to do, stressful, and you come back, and then um, usually the, uh, the mail will be sitting on my counter. Anybody else? That, is that how, I don't, know what, I don't know what you do, but it's usually sitting on the counter, like, you know, off to the side and waiting for me. So I'll open it up. I'll see, you know, what's going on. Okay, you know, this, this bill, this bill, and this bill, and this bill, and... All that fun stuff, you know, how that goes. And so then you're like, okay, and, you know, this, uh, we won $10,000. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, new credit card thing. So, and then all of a sudden, okay, what's this one? This one's got, hmm, got the king's seal on it. This is official business. This is, this is a big deal. It's a proc- this is like a worldwide proclamation. Hmm, about time. About time. He'd be dead if it wasn't for me. I was trimming the hedge, and I heard that thing, and, the, and then, you know, and I passed it through. It's about time things caught up to me. Maybe I'll get a new house. Maybe I'll get, you know, a raise, something like that. Opens it up and begins to read it. You know, hear ye, hear ye, all the, you know, the people of, you know, people of Shushan, people of, you know, the, the empire, you know, da 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 preamble, preamble. All the Jews. What? In case you guys weren't listening to the text first, everybody's getting murdered. Everybody's getting killed. It's open season on the Jews. Excuse me. I, I, I saved this guy's life. The hatred and that bitterness and the anger that would well up should have let him die. I should have let him stab him to death. That's what I get. Now I'm preaching, though. It's what I get for trying to do right. They all, it always comes back. No good deed goes unpunished. You try and do right in the kingdom. You try and treat somebody with a little bit of respect. You try and invest in their lives. That's what I get. That's what I get. And you know what makes this worse? The king's signet? What have I done? What did I do wrong? To him, why, why, is he, why is he mad at me? And sometimes, as people, um, things happen in our lives that are brought about sometimes from our own sin. Sometimes it's just we didn't do anything, and that's just life. And we're living in a broken, fallen world. But it doesn't feel that way in the moment, does it? 
It doesn't feel that way in the struggle. You just don't understand how God could let this happen to you. And not only that, but it looks like his, his, his signet is, is on it. And as a matter of fact, sometimes preachers or pastors or spiritual leaders will take the sigil of God, the authority of God, and they will use it to abuse people, to mislead and manipulate so you're sitting there, you're reading this letter, and you're looking at the person who handed it to you, and you're like, this, that, that's what God says about me? That's, you're using that authority and, and to, to crush me? That's, that's really how it is? All the while, that abuser, just like Haman, is not about, what, is not about God. It's about their pride. It's about their personal agenda and goal and benefit. That happens. People usurp the very signet ring of God and put his stamp on their abuse. The sobering message. But that's why my faith doesn't stand. And man, he opens up the letter on the counter and the, 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 the wife said, you know, what's that? It's from the king. He just kind of gently folds it and says, I don't understand. I don't know why. I don't, I don't get this. I don't get how this could happen, how somebody... And she says, let me see it. She reads it. And your wife, you know, said, let me see that. Let me see that. And then, and then you know, there's not really, you know, you know she's like, I, I bet this is that stupid Haman, isn't it? Wives. <laughs> Wives be knowing. Said, I bet it's that Haman guy you won't bow for. I bet that's what it is. I bet, I bet it's him. I bet he wrote this letter. Because he don't like it because you won't bow and everybody else thinks he's a big shot. I know he ain't got a big shot. We knew him when he was young. You know, he's, he thinks he's grown up and you know, whatever. You know, Haman, you know, she's like, I bet it's that stupid Haman. You know, he's, he's, it's not enough for him. He's got the big house over on 3rd. And you know, it's never, never enough with Haman. Everybody had to bow to him. You need to talk to the king. And here's the problem. You know, he, 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 he says, baby, that's the king's signature. That's the king's signet. That's his stamp. I don't, that's the king. Not Haman. Why? Why, why, why? And here's the thing I, I do want to minister to you real quick. When someone hurts you or attacks you or stamp and then proceeds to stamp God's name on it, it can damage in a way that nothing else in the world can. That's truth. That's truth. I'm going to say that one more time. Whenever somebody abuses, hurts, and attacks you and stamps God's name on it, that can wound and damage you in a way that nothing in the world else can. And only God can heal it. But here's what you need to know. His authority was being used, but it wasn't the king's will, and they weren't his words, not in context. 
Now, he'd been misled and kind of disillusioned to feel like there was, like, active rebels, you know, who were, you know, coming against him. You know, he thought those were the assassins. Little did, if he had really understood and fully been not misled by Haman, he would have understood that it was the Jews that were protecting him from assassination, not, not, not trying to hurt him. So, so th- there's duplicitousness going on. There, there's duplicity here. Um, and and, and that's, what, that's what, you know, the, the fact of the matter is the king has been usurped, his authority to do things that his heart is not for. But people do that. Haman was the abuser, not the king. When the king found out about what Haman had done, he was furious. Furious. He punished Haman publicly and fully. Haman had created a a, a gallows, like a skyscraper, so everyone could see Mordecai hanged to death. The king hung him on his own gallows. So I declare this. Whoever would misuse the name of God to abuse and take advantage of others, your day is coming. Your time is coming. I would repent while the repenting is good because publicly and fully will he recompense those who abuse in his name in a way that nobody else will be punished. That's what the word of God declares. He punished Haman fully and publicly. And here's, here's what you need to understand. I'm almost done here. I've got like two or three more things I just really want to unpack for us. Um, the king did not undo what Haman did wrong. That's important. Um, you, you do need to understand that. Uh, the king could not go back and undo Haman's mistake because it was with the stamp of the king and it was according to the laws of the Medes and the Persians, which can never be changed. What does that mean? That means it was like an, an order um, that, you know, a decree that couldn't be canceled out. Um, and, and to do so would basically, vaguely, the, the issue was that if he were to do that, then he would look like he was less than a god, right? So, you know, and when you, whenever you're claiming to be God, you know, as the God king and want everybody to bow to you and worship you, you can't be like, ah, oh, that was a mistake. You can't do that or else they'll come after you. You know, so he, he had this, 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 you know, front to keep up, you know, this image to keep up. I am God. You know, the, the, this is the, the, my order can never be changed or altered, you know, according to the Medes and the Persians. So uh, he can't do that. Now, what that looks like in your life, however, is... Um, even whenever God punishes that which is wrong and, and, and then you realize um, that, you know, that it was never God that came after you or tried to destroy you or came against you, uh, but it was somebody else who was faking, who was using it, who was using his name and authority. Maybe they called themselves a spiritual person, but all they did was manipulate and use you uh, and, and use that authority to get what they wanted out of you. Um, if that's the case, God still actually won't undo that. He will not go back in time and zap that person and fix it. Kind of wish that's how it worked, to be honest, but it's not. God will not undo those mistakes and those hurts and those abuses. Now, he will heal them, but he can't, he won't, because of who he is, he won't undo that. We're not going back in time. There's a powerful quote I'll share with you. I think I've got it. If not, I'll go and re-quote it, but it's by uh, uh, Lily Tomlin, I believe, and it said, forgiveness means giving up on all hope of a better past. Forgiveness means giving up all hope of a better past. Progress means giving up on all hope that things that already happened will happen differently. Because honestly, here's the thing. If you could only just reach out and grab what I'm trying to tell you right now. Um, Even whenever Mordecai was walking home, you know, the month of Nisan is approaching, and you know, 
know, just just a couple months left, and I know that they're all going to be coming out of the woodwork. They're going to kill me. They're going to kill my wife. They're going to kill my children. And honestly, and then I see Haman. That doesn't do me any good. There he is. He's the one who did it. There he is. Haman's hanging right there, and... At first, I was like, eh. And now I'm going home another day. It's only two months now until Nissan, and all these people are going to come and kill us all. And uh, um, yeah, he's hanging there, but it doesn't do me any good. What good does it do me? Yeah, he got what he deserved, but what about me? See, whenever people get what they deserve for what they did to you, that will not heal you. Some of you think that it will. You think if God would just smack them. Or if they could be, if they would suffer, then you would know you won't be better. You won't be an ounce better. Revenge, seeing those hurt who have hurt you, that won't fix anything. If anything, it'll make you just as miserable. If anything, it will actually take away what little hope you had because you were hoping that would make you feel better. And now that it hasn't, now you are truly and completely and totally bereft of any hope because you were hoping, at least if you could see Haman hanging that you would feel better and now you don't and now you have no hope because it's one month. But the answer is not in Haman's death. It's not in that. It's not in revenge. It wasn't in trying to go back and undo the past mistakes. <laughs> Three weeks, man. Three weeks? What, what day is it? Next week next week. My my hurts and the things that have been done wrong to me are closing in on me. My bitterness is closing in on me like a wall, like a vice, and I don't know what to do about it. He got what he deserved, but I still got stuff that I didn't. So how does that help? Another piece of mail. signature if this is another copy of that horrible decree that I know can't be changed I don't even know if I can deal with that right now I'm just leave it there I'm leave it there honey let's go let's just go and get some food I don't even want to I can't even deal with this I don't know what we're going to do we're not allowed to leave we can't defend ourselves we're all going to die everything is horrible um, let's just come back later that night I don't want to hear from the king don't want to hear from God because I had heard from God and I was abused because somebody got in the middle of it and they used the love of God to hurt me and so I don't want to open it what's it going to say anyway what can God do now I'm broken what does it matter It wasn't him. It wasn't him. He never hated us. It was the abuser. It was somebody who used his name to crush me. But he is for me. 
He said we can defend ourselves. He said he will, he will defend us. He will, we're allowed to band together. We're allowed. There's hope. There's hope, baby. we got to call everybody. we got to come together. He's on our side. I thought he was against me, but he was for me the whole time. And I opened up the real letter. I got a hold of the word of God. And I saw that no matter what the abuser had said to me, no matter how they tried to trick me, no matter what, they misinterpreted everything. But God was for me, not against me. He is for me. And it's going to be okay. But here's the thing. You've got the, my friend, you're sitting there and you've got the letter unopened. Because you just can't trust again. You can't believe again. You know. You know that God has hurt you. But not really. It was the abuser. It was the user. It was the one who twists scripture. It was the one who who took it out of context. And made it be to where you had to. And I'm up here and you're there. When I opened that letter, church, when I opened up and I saw that the seal with his word was life and truth. Oh, it challenged me. Oh, it rocked my world sometimes. Oh, man, it, it sat me flat down and said, sin is sin. Good is good. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And you need to get your act together, boy. That's what it said sometimes when I opened it. Yeah, sometimes I opened it and I cried for a different reason. <laughs> I got to get that up. I got to change this. Oh, but it was always good. Because he is for me.